Hop Talk and Aliens, the William Clear podcast. You know, I I appreciate the effort. I really do. I, I don't feel that I deserve those particular timpanis and trumpets, uh, that whole dog and pony show, that fanfare, uh, all that pomp. Circumstance, being that I am, I am so sporadic in my releasing of episodes of this podcast, nevertheless, she really made an effort, as she always does, and of course, she's right. I am William Clear, this is Pop Talking Aliens, and it is a podcast, and this episode is going to be about aliens. In particular, uh, David Grush, the whistleblower from the Air Force who testified to Congress last week. We are in August of uh, 2023. And uh, as I always do with UFO shows, I am not uh, a beat reporter. I don't do some sort of daily show or even weekly show. So I don't uh, jump on the story right away. I let it, let it, let it kind of settle in, see what happens. And I'm glad I did because uh, there's some news that has just come out today that is in direct correlation with this story with uh, David Grush and attempts to discredit him. Valid or not, we'll talk about it. But uh, before we get started, I want to let you know that Pop Talk and Aliens is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the world's leading provider of audiobooks with over 180,000 titles. Every audiobook you can possibly think of, plus their own original material. Original audiobooks, original audio dramas, meditation guides, and you can try it out for completely free for 30 days with an audiobook of your choice to download and uh, check out, give the app a test drive. Go to audibletrial.com slash poptalkandaliens for your free trial. Audible works with your phone, your tablet, your laptop, anything that can handle an app and connect to the internet. You can get audiobooks on Audible. You can download them offline so that you can listen to them on your hikes, on your walks, on your long drives while you fall asleep. It's an incredible app. I highly recommend it. Audibletrial.com slash Aliens. Follow us on Instagram at poptalkandaliens. Uh, check out the YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash at poptalkandaliens. And yes, there is an at symbol in it. YouTube.com slash at poptalkandaliens. We put podcast episodes there. There are some uh, video podcasts there. And uh, I also upload shorts and things like that every once in a while. So there's some different content than just the, the shows you get from the podcast provider. YouTube.com slash at Pop Talking Aliens. Now, before we get into the whole UFO thing, I got to tell you something. I've had a bit of crisis of identity with this podcast in the last few months, which is part slash parcel as to why I haven't been uh, releasing a whole lot of episodes. Uh, I'll tell you a little story real quick. It's uh, it's very hot where I live right now. We're in the middle of summer. Uh, you might, might be able to tell by my voice, very dry. It's very dry up here. I live in Northern California, up north, way north of San Francisco, even of Sacramento. And it's like in the hundreds all the time. Dry heat. And uh, so I... Uh, I was uh, gifted by a neighbor uh, a water cooler so I could stop buying bottled water all the time. And uh, one night, very hot, as I said. So I, uh, it's getting late and I, my son and I are here. We're, we're, we're going through water like fish. I grab a couple of jugs to go down to the grocery store and fill up the tanks. 
Uh, it's close by, so I don't bring my phone. I'm not going to be listening to music or anything. Not enough, not enough time for that. But I get in the car and I, 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 I turn the stereo on and it's, it's uh, the radio. And I haven't listened to the radio in God knows how long, but it was on sports radio. And the sports radio guy was talking about UFOs. It was not Coast to Coast AM. It was not a news program. It was a sports guy. A guy who should be talking about some third string tight end that just got released from his mini camp with the Dolphins or some shit. Uh, And he's talking about UFOs. Christian Harloff, one of my favorite YouTubers, talks about Star Wars all the time. Used to be on Jedi Council. Now he does Sith Council. Uh, Funny. You know, he can... uh, very much like uh, when Charlie Crabtree and I do Star Wars episodes, you know, we can riff on Star Wars. We can we can talk about Disney Star Wars and Kathleen Kennedy without losing our fucking minds, but without, you know, also being shills. Uh, Harloff's a lot like that. By the way, Charlie Crabtree, will he be on the show again? Yes. Whether he likes it or not at some point, whether he likes it or not. Uh, but the, the point is, Christian Harloff now, who, he doesn't just do Star Wars. He does other pop culture stuff he now has a once a week scheduled ufo show he is now pop talking aliens which also begs the question did he steal that idea because a few years ago i i i I chatted online shortly with christian harloff and and asked him to be on this show and and for a brief moment in time a few years ago he he knew what this was i'm just kidding he didn't fucking remember it was very brief and, and, and he said no, but you know, he was very nice about it. But uh, he's a busy dude. Now he's talking about fucking aliens. And it made me think, well, where's my place in this world? I mean, I don't have a once a week UFO show. I'm, I'm not uh, a, a sports host who, who feels that he can just dip his toes into the waters of UFOs. You know, I feel like I know something about it for sure. I've, I've talked to lots of people on the show who know a, a ton about UFOs. I keep in touch with the news about it. I've got Google alerts, all that stuff. I post on Instagram all the time about it, at Pop Talking Aliens. But I'm not a reporter. You know, I'm a UFO connoisseur. I enjoy UFO stories, particularly telling stories, which is the whole point of the alien part of this show. This Pop Talk, which would be pop stuff that I like. Doesn't matter if it's a pop culture phenomenon or not. Could be a movie that nobody's seen. But I'm also not going to do like I'm not going to do a podcast about the Barbie movie just because it's super popular. I just you know I, I'll, I'll I'll see it at some point probably. But I have nothing against it or for it. I don't I don't know. I, I, I but you know I don't just cover things because they're popular. And I don't I I don't report on UFOs just because there's shit happening with UFOs. So it led me to think. Should I even be doing this anymore? Is there a place? Am I a man without a country? It was a crisis of conscience. I am not, well, that is being very dramatic to call it a crisis of conscience, but it it, it wasn't a small thing. And then all this thing, this stuff started coming out that I'm just about to start talking about. So so don't, you don't need to turn it off. Uh, I'm about to start talking about the UFOs. And I decided, you know what? I'm I'm, going to wait for the dust to settle on that. I'm going to wait and see what happens. We'll see what he has to say to Congress and everything. And then we'll see what people have to say about him afterwards. And then I'll tell the story the way I like to tell UFO stories. And I don't need to stop and make a podcast every time some Navy pilot sees a UFO. There's a million podcasts for that now. 
So I, point is, you know, there'll, there'll probably be a lot more Star Wars stuff coming your way. And I'm just really going to just kind of just do what I want to do and not feel obligated to do shows on stuff like this. I want to do a show on this one because it's it's big stuff. And it, this this guy, David Grush, will go down in the annals of UFO history uh, as a popper or, or, or a prince. I don't know yet. We will see. But uh, he, he, he will he will go down in the histories of the UFOs. So uh, that, that's that about the show. Thank you for listening, though. I did, I you know, during this whole crisis, last thing I'm going to say about it, this stuff going, it's, it wasn't a fucking crisis. It was just like, you know, thinking things over. Uh, but I, I at one point I thought, well, why don't you look at what your current subscriber count is after like two and a half months of no shows and maybe they'll, there's nobody left and there won't even be any reason to make a decision. And there were, there were many of you uh, staggeringly more than I thought there would be and of people continuing to download shows that I thought why would you care about that anymore but I will say this one though uh you know the Roswell show if if you're looking for aliens the Roswell episode the grays the history of the grays and especially the underground battle in New Mexico 1978 between humans and aliens that episode I'm not afraid to tell you and I'm proud to tell you uh is almost at six figures so I'm I'm you know, thrilled about that. Mission accomplished is what I'm saying. I could I could just stop. It's been eight years. But you know what? I don't, I don't want to stop. I just want to do it when I want to do it. All right. Do you need to hear any more of this? Is this why you're listening? No, it is not. You're listening for aliens and aliens you shall have. Because, as I said, recently, as of a couple months ago, a top-ranking former Air Force intelligence officer, David Grush, came forward as a whistleblower and went to the press, talked about direct knowledge. Now, not now secondhand, keep in mind, because everyone will point that out secondhand. He didn't, he has not seen these things with his own eyes, but he's talked to eyewitnesses and he's procured documents or seen documents at least that talk about recovered extraterrestrial craft, recovered extraterrestrial biologics football field sized spaceships maybe that's why the sports radio guy was talking about it maybe i just didn't listen long enough maybe he was just talking about the size of football fields and he was comparing it to ufos no he was talking about ufos uh football field size ufos and programs to reverse engineer recovered alien craft or at least as he puts it non-human craft and we will we will hear from the horse's mouth and we will hear from some of the people in congress that uh, talked to him uh, his first interview was with ross coldhart the australian investigator gentleman who's been on uh, uap studies podcast friends friends of of this show they were on the uh, the last episode jason gilmet's show uh what happened leading up to that though it's important to understand who David Grush is. So let's let's talk about the timeline of events. But you know what? You know what? I, let's let's let, let's break off and go Tarantino real quick and tell this out of order a bit. Why? Because today, 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 information was released about David Grush's medical records. Now, as I told you, former uh, intelligence officer for the Air Force, he was also he also served his country in Afghanistan. 
and suffered, uh, as, as we have found out literally today, I'm recording this on, uh, this is August 9th that I'm recording this right now. Today's story comes out that his medical records were leaked. And they were leaked because he suffered PTSD from being in Afghanistan, uh, you know, had some mental health issues as a direct result of, of being in combat. And that is now being used to discredit him. Although many attempts were made to discredit him and to stop him from going in front of Congress prior, which we'll, we'll get into. But just today that happened. And that happened after waves of skepticism about this guy right after he talked to Congress. I mean, everybody, all, all the usual suspects jumped on board. Uh, Seth Shostak, Neil Tyson, um, you know, all the, like uh, people like the, the, the disgraced comedian uh, Tom, Tom Green, uh, you know, people like that making uh, TikTok videos and stuff about how, uh, you know, oh, we must be up to something. The country must be up to something bad because here come the UFOs again. That's a big popular take right now. It's like the everyone's got to be so fucking contrarian to every to everything. You know, it's just it's so trendy that it's like to show that you, I'm smarter than you. I know that there's UFOs because I pay more attention to you. Well, I know that there aren't UFOs because I pay more attention to you. And I know that uh, every time we talk about UFOs, it's because the country's dealing in some shady shit. They don't want you to know about uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island or uh, Trump indictments or uh hunter biden's laptop or whatever it is you know stuff that you all you know about you know or there, there was a, an earthquake somewhere and they don't want you to know no it's i mean i don't know exactly why ufo things come up i think they come well the biggest one being the biggest obvious and this has always been said is that well they're they're putting UFO stuff out there because we're developing weapons and we don't want people to know what those are. So uh, let's have big hearings about UFOs and put UFOs all over the headlines. Now that, if there is any credibility to any counter argument against the UFO thing, it's that. And reason being, that's been done by us, this country. In the 50s, the CIA, it's come out through numerous sources and not not just one narrative through different types of sources you know pro ufo uh, debunker ufo all that kind of both sides have said that it's a matter of fact that the cia was more than happy that people thought flying saucers were flying around all the time as they tested spy planes and new craft so is that happening again well it, you, it, it's, it would be irresponsible not to entertain the thought. So that maybe, uh, all that other shit, you know, shady political dealings, weird, uh, people, uh, presidents, presidents, sons, all that stuff that, that I, I don't, I don't know. I really don't think UFOs are going to cover up stories like that, but can they cover up weapons? Yeah, probably. Nevertheless, the, the massive uh, character assassination campaign that's going on with David Grush right now is, is starting to make me think, yeah, maybe there's a little credibility to that. And you know what? To him. To him. Yeah, it's uh, honest to God, for me, this is just me talking. You think what you want. 
the harder they go at these people when they when they come out and talk the more my eyebrows raise because if you take someone like i've played if you've listened to this show for any period of time and if you have thank you so much uh you know that i've played many many clips of a gentleman that uh, i lovingly call wheezing guy who who did an interview with richard dolan many years ago like 2011 or something where he claimed to know everything about UFOs and Eisenhower and Area 51, and he like touched the Roswell craft. He knew everything. No one ever went after that guy. Now, granted, he didn't identify himself, and he probably died about five minutes after the interview, but nevertheless, no one ever went after that guy because the, the, the claims were so lavish and ridiculous that it was like, why bother? You know, just let that guy fall on his own sword. We don't need to address that. But Bob Lazar character assassination this guy david grush character assassination the pilots he did testify in front of congress with two pilots that we know ryan graves and david fravor they are both eyewitnesses to ufos uh clocked documented on radar you know the tic-tac ufo we've all seen the clips they saw those there's no denying it they have not faced the same type of attempts at destroying their character that, that uh, David Grush is right now. But they've also not, they haven't claimed knowledge of government uh, doings or reverse engineering programs or anything like that. They've just said, hey, I, I, I saw the UFO and guess what? We got it on fucking video. So now you have two. No one's going to discredit you for looking at YouTube. So just get, uh, getting back to to the specifics on the on the medical records because that just came out today uh from news nation today i'm just going to read this to you because it's, it's new uh news nation exclusive interview with ufo whistleblower david grush sparked international attention that was the interview i i, I told you about before ross coldhart uh sparked international attention with his claim the ufo that the u.s government had secretly been in possession of non-human spacecraft uh and so forth in a statement to News Nation, Grush said that he learned The Intercept intends to publish an article that highlights previous struggles he had with post-traumatic stress disorder, grief, and depression, specifically incidents in 2014 and 2018. Ross Coldhart thinks someone in the intelligence community leaked Grush's medical records to the outlet. Quote from Coldhart, a temporary detention order transferred Grush to a psychiatric unit and an inpatient program where he got the treatment that he needed. This is a document that if the media had done the right thing, would be in his police department file in the county sheriff's office. Uh, he continued, Dave checked today because he assumed that the journalist had done his homework and just asked the local sheriff for the files. The sheriff has confirmed it did not come from him. The only other place that this information would have been is the intelligence community. The intelligence community leaked it. When I asked him whether there was any dirt that anybody could drag out to try and discredit him, he barely thought it was worth mentioning, but acknowledged that he suffered from PTSD when he returned from Afghanistan, Coldheart said. David served his country honorably with distinction. He's a decorated officer, uh, which is true. And uh, in his own statement, Grush said he struggled after coming home from Afghanistan with the loss of a friend. Quote, I was personally affected again years later when a close friend of mine, an intelligence officer who was serving in Air Force Special Operations Command at the time, took his own life shortly after we last spoke. I'm proud to be transparent on this matter, and I'm glad I got the help I needed to continue my intelligence career. 
All right, so that's uh, that's worth noting that he was allowed to uh, continue his intelligence career. And um, I, th- I think it says something that he was allowed to retain his clearance. Now, his clearance is a big deal. And it's one of the reasons that, that he is important. Whether you believe him or not, uh, his clearance was about as high as you can get, which is why he was tasked by the UAP task force to essentially break through walls of compartmentalization because he had clearance that where he could go from, you know, like if, if you were, uh, are familiar with Bob Lazar's story, always an easy example to go to. He talked about how everything that he did in reverse engineering the, the, the gravity propulsion system or anti-gravity propulsion system of, of the sport model craft that he worked on, uh, he was compartmentalized from all the other scientists. They couldn't talk to each other about things. So it was like they couldn't really put together the full picture of this thing because they were all quarantined into their own little thing that they were working on. Uh, I just saw the movie Oppenheimer. And uh, there's, a, there's this continued thing about compartmentalization. Matt Damon's character, the uh, general in charge of the Manhattan Project, is always going on and on about how everyone has to be compartmentalized and the scientists are complaining about it and stuff. So David Grush was able to kind of get get through that noise because he had clearance in several areas and in doing so says that he was exposed to documents and people and names and places and locations and the who, what, when, where, why, and how of, again, non-human biologics, recovered craft that were piloted not by humans, and programs to reverse engineer such things. And spoke to Congress about it. But first, he did speak to Ross Coulthard, who we were just speaking about, and made his claims initially to Coulthard. Why? Because as he was finding these pieces of information and putting them together, He was intimidated, his career threatened, harassed. And so uh, in 2021 and 2022, he filed whistleblower complaints to the intelligence community. And after those whistleblower complaints basically went uh, nowhere, he finally decided to go to the media. And he went to a couple of writers And they tried to get his story published in the Washington Post, in the New York Times, in Politico, and other publications, which uh, they they turned it down, which is being used to discredit him. So he decided to go on television with Ross Coulthard and drop the big bombshell. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Again, it's so hot. The dry heat. If I I waited until my voice sounded nice again, God knows, I, I would wouldn't have to think about whether or not I needed to do alien shows. I just wouldn't be able to do this podcast because you'd have to listen to my voice like this. And so again, I apologize, whatever. Let's listen to, uh, let me take a drink of water while you listen to David Grush's initial appearance on television, sort of his, uh, his breakout uh, debut, you know, his first major league at bat. People in the UFO community knew him, Jeremy Corbell, George Knapp, all those, you know, those guys, they, they all, hung out with him and they they all knew about him but this was his first you know appearance to the public this is what got the the ball rolling on his eventual 
testimony to Congress. Here, here are some of the big claims. Uh, the UAP task force was refused access to um, a broad crash retrieval program. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft if you will, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. You're kidding. No. I thought it was totally nuts, and I thought at first I was being deceived. It was a ruse. People started confiding in me. They approached me. I have plenty of current and former senior intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost my whole career, that confided in me they were a part of a program. They named the program. I've never heard of it. And they, they told me, based on their oral testimony, um, and they provided me documents and other, other proof, that there was, in fact, a program that the UAP task force was uh, not read into. Do we have bodies? Do we have species of Well, naturally, um, when you recover something that's either landed or crashed, um, sometimes you encounter um, dead pilots. And uh, believe it or not, as, fan as fantastical as that sounds, it's true. He also talked about the fact that the aliens are not necessarily kind. He talked about them shutting down nuclear bases. He talked, he was asked by Ross Coldhart if, if we have ever shot down a UFO. And uh, his reply was, yeah, I can't get into that because of classified details. I'd be revealing the nature of certain tactics. Uh, but, but also, yes, is essentially what he said. And he, he said something interesting about the fact that uh, we naturally assume that uh, ad, an advanced race would be kind and uh, have our best interests at heart, but that there are things that, again, he couldn't get into specifics that would indicate that that is not necessarily the case. And again, when asked if, if there were any, if essentially he was asked, has an alien ever killed a human being that you're aware of? And he couldn't get into the details, but also, yes. So it was some scary stuff. And we'll hear uh, later on in this show when I play some clips, we'll, we'll hear him talk about that a little bit more. Again, you know, he, ne he never gets into details ab about it, but he does suggest that that is the case. At that point, Congress is like, you know, we have been having these UFO conference, these hearings with, with the Pentagon. And, you know, the Pentagon's been a fucking dick about giving them good information. They keep creating their own little offices so that they can, like, rebuild the wall that... Look, I mean, I've talked about it before, and, and you've heard it before from other places, I'm sure. But Congress has baked UFO transparency or attempted to bake UFO transparency into the law twice now. Uh, it came out with the defense bill uh, earlier last year, and in one of the COVID stimulus packages, they shoved in some UFO stuff uh, so that so that they could get the information that uh, the Department of Defense likes to keep to their damn selves and their defense contracting friends, which we'll talk about as we go through the congressional hearing thing with David Grush. But so again, what everything you just heard, you know, the 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 spaceships, the, uh, the the bodies, all of that, plus you know, football field sized, and interdimensional beings. 
These, again, these come from documents that he's seen, witnesses that he has spoken to. These do not come from, he has not seen these. He's not claiming to have seen these. These are not something that came to him in one of his PTSD nightmares. This is uh, stuff that he has researched and he has a, a, a history of, of being, you know, an upstanding intelligence officer. Now, I'm not saying that everything he's saying is true. Maybe he is a master disinformation artist. Maybe, again, we really are making some crazy-ass weapons that we're launching from naval bases and nobody knows about it, And we, but we got to come up with something. So let's throw this guy to the wolves. I don't know. I don't know. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, though. So Congress wants to speak to, to Mr. Grush and Ryan Graves and uh, David Fravor. So in trying to get that together, even Congress is having problems getting people to uh, uh, getting people to cooperate with them. They're getting pushback from all kinds of people. And I'm going to play a clip from one of the congressmen that was that was leading this thing, where he talks about that. And, and and let me tell you, this man is not happy about it. He is not happy. And 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 he is your good old fashioned. I don't care what political party you belong to. Uh, you know, I, I I don't belong to any. But this guy is a fucking good old fashioned straight shooting cowboy hat wearing Republican from the 50s who ain't going to take it. And and I'll let him tell you about that in just a moment. But so they're getting all kinds of pushback. And then a couple other things happened to David Grush to try and to try and discredit him before he even walked into the room to testify to Congress. The first was NASA was going to members of NASA were going to come to this congressional hearing and they they backed out because they said, we don't have any evidence of, you know, aliens and stuff. Then there was a law firm, uh, Compass Rose is their name, and, and they protect whistleblowers. They help you out if you're a whistleblower. They ended their relationship with David Grush shortly before the congressional hearings. Now, if you read their statement, and if you see it analyzed by anyone who doesn't like have a dog in the fight and they just are explaining the situation, they were, he was not going to Congress under whistleblower, like they weren't representing his UFO testimony to Congress as a whistleblower. They were protecting him as a whistleblower when he was filing his complaints that I mentioned earlier. So he did not have any reason to be associated with them in the context of this. So they were like, you know, we've wrapped things up with him. They, they, they didn't say we're, we're, we're firing him as a client or we're ditching him or, hey, you know what? We didn't know he was a lunatic. Uh, they, they, they were just like, hey, job done. You know, he can, he can do what he likes. And also UFOs are, are out of our scope. We're a whistleblower law firm. Uh, but the actual attorney that was working with him, one of the attorneys that was working with him actually stayed on with him and, and, and left that firm or took leave from that firm, I'm not exactly sure. It depends on, on what source uh, you you were listening to. But one of the lawyers actually st stayed with him just to represent him in, in, you know, in general. So it wasn't a case of uh, he's, he's crazy and we, we can't have anything to do with him. It was just a case of, yeah, you know, like we did, we did what we did. You, you hire a lawyer to... Uh, get you out of a traffic ticket, um, you know, he, he, he's not going to go with you to Congress to testify about uh, the safety of electric cars. He, he did his job. 
I don't think, do you get a lawyer to get you out of traffic? Whatever. But uh, you, you get what I'm saying. It's, it's a bad analogy. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So Congress, they wanted him to talk about the, uh, the recovered spacecraft, the biologics, the football field size things, the interdimensional travel, which by the way, the interdimensional alien theory would explain a lot. And it's been theorized by a lot of people. I mean, I, I've been watching the secrets of the secret of Skinwalker Ranch season 10 or whatever. No, it's season, season four. Now they, they just wrapped up. I'll do a show on that for sure. Cause I love that show. Uh, some sort of interdimensional thing is very likely going on there. And it, it would explain a lot and it's been theorized, but you know what, let's, let's, we don't need to dive too deep into that right now. It's neither, it's neither here nor there. Or well, I mean, in, in the case of interdimensional, it is here and there. <sighs> it's a shitty joke. All right, let's get to the clips. Okay. Let's, let's talk or well, let's uh, let someone else talk and who we're going to let talk representative Tim Burchett from, uh, Tennessee. Is he from Tennessee? Let me double check here. Let me look at my list of people that were there because he's one of the, the, the big guys. Tim Burchett from Tennessee, yes. Uh, representative, Republican representative from Tennessee. And uh, this is what he had to say prior, prior to the, to the congressional event even happening. Last year, the House Intelligence Committee held a hearing on UAPs. They brought in some Pentagon bureaucrats who only had two answers to the questions they were asked. I don't know, or that's classified. This hearing is going to be different. We're going to have witnesses who can speak frankly to public about their experiences. We've had a heck of a lot of pushback about this hearing. We've had members of Congress who fought us. We've had members of the intelligence community and also the Pentagon. Even NASA backed out on us. There are a lot of people who don't want this to come to light. I've even tried to introduce an amendment to the Federal Aviation Administration reauthorization bill and all that would do would require the Federal Aviation Administration to report UAP sightings by commercial pilots to Congress. The intelligence, I was told the, uh, the intelligence community shut it down. This is ridiculous, folks. They either, they do exist or they don't exist. They keep telling us they don't exist, but they block every opportunity for us to get a hold of the information to prove that they do exist. And we're going to get to the bottom of it, dadgummit, whatever the truth may be. Now, believe it or not, he actually isn't wearing a cowboy hat uh, in that clip or any other that I could find. Uh, but dad gummit, we're going to get to the bottom of this. And as we get in now to the meat and potatoes of the actual congressional hearing, I just want to take a moment to celebrate, celebrate the fact that in this day and age, 2023, we can't get along about shit. We, we are just it, ev everything, everything, everything from elections to Star Wars is a fucking political wedge, except UFOs. Because at this congressional testimony, again, it, you know, it wasn't all of Congress, but we've got uh, Andy Biggs, Republican from Arizona, Eric Burleson, Burleson, Republican from Missouri, Virginia Fox, Republican from North Carolina, Maxwell Frost, Democrat from Florida. There's a Democrat in Florida? Uh, your favorite, everybody's favorite, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat from New York. Robert Garcia, Democrat from California. 
Tim Burchett, uh, the guy you just heard, Republican from Tennessee. Andy Ogles, the fourth from Tennessee, Republican. Nancy Mace, Republican from South Carolina. Uh, Ryan Graves, pilot. Uh, obviously, David Fra Fravor, pilot. Jared Moskowitz, Democrat from Florida. Another De what, what is with all these Democrats in Florida? Uh, Jamie Raskin, Democrat from Maryland. Anna Paulina Luna, Repu there's a Republican from Florida. Okay. Matt Getz, Republican from Florida. All right, so a lot of Florida uh, representative from both sides. But the point is representatives from both sides. And uh, I look, I downloaded this entire thing. It was two and a half hours. I watched the whole thing, took out some clips. These people are all being very, very friendly to each other, very respectful. They're not arguing with each other. They're all a common purpose. It's like the old uh, speech that Reagan made at the UN in the 80s about, uh, wouldn't we forget our differences? If a big fucking UFO showed up and started trying to blow us up, those are his, exa his exact words. Obviously, they're not. But he did say, you know, what if some alien threat were, came down? Wouldn't we all forget our differences? And isn't that alien threat here right now? Well, he was right about that. So let's get into some of the things that were actually said in this congressional hearing. So here is part of David Grush's opening statement so that you can get uh, more context in addition to what I have already told you, but uh, from the horse's mouth and he can explain uh, the organizations that he worked for better than I can because he worked for them and I did not. My name is David Charles Grush. I was an intelligence officer for 14 years, in the, both in the U.S. Air Force, uh, both active duty Air National Guard and Reserve, at the rank of major, and most recently from 2021 to 2025, or excuse me, 2023, uh, at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, NGA, uh, at the GS-15 civilian level, which is uh, the military equivalent of a full bird colonel. Did he just slightly stutter on the dates that he... Uh you know what? Never mind. Obviously, clearly, clearly this man is insane. I don't know why this thing went on after this. They should have thrown him out on his ass. Uh, yeah. What a nutcase. Cue the hot chick. Actually, no, let's not cue the hot chick. Let's let him continue. I was my agency's co-lead in unidentified anomalous phenomena and transmedium object analysis, as well as reporting to the UAP task force, UAPTF, uh, and eventually, once it was established, uh, the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, ARO. I became a whistleblower through a PPD-19 urgent concern filing in uh, May 2022 uh, with the Intelligence Community Inspector General. Uh, following concerning reports from multiple esteemed and credentialed current and former military and intelligence community individuals that the U.S. government is operating with secrecy above congressional oversight uh, with regards to UAPs. My testimony is based on information I've been given by individuals with a long-standing track record of legitimacy and service to this country many of whom also have shared compelling evidence in the form of photography, official documentation, and classified oral testimony to myself and many my various colleagues. I have taken every step I can to corroborate this evidence over a period of four years while I was with the UAP task force and do my due diligence on the individual sharing it. Uh, this is because of these steps, I believe strongly uh, in the importance of bringing this information before you. I am driven by a commitment of both uh, to truth and transparency, rooted in our inherent duty to uphold the United States Constitution and protect the American people. 
I'm asking Congress to hold our government to this standard and thoroughly investigate these claims. Oh, what a total prick. Uh, yeah, right. Um, so after that, Ryan Graves and David Fravor made their statements and everything. Uh, they talked about the, the UAP that they've seen, uh, all the crazy speeds and they're able to fly at the maneuvers and they hang around naval bases all the time. Um, I don't want to focus too much on that in this particular episode because we've talked about that and that, that information is, is wildly and widely available. So I, I want to focus on uh, the new witness, David Grush. And this next clip is Representative Jamie Raskin from Maryland asking him about uh, whistleblower stuff and retribution for testifying in front of them, which as we know now, as we have fast forwarded a couple weeks from this, uh, that, that is happening to David Grush as we speak, literally. But here it is at the time. Um, Mr. Grush, what, what about you? What was your experience after you came forward? Well, uh, it's only been about two months or so. So I guess my experience has been you know, overwhelming support from uh, former colleagues of mine that have you know, privately messaged me. And, and I do appreciate that. Uh, but I, I do have knowledge of um, active planned uh, reprisal activity against myself and other colleagues. And it's very, very upsetting to me. Coming from where? Uh, certain senior leadership at previous agencies I was associated with. And that's all I'll say publicly, but I can provide more details in a closed environment. Okay. Well, I, I hope you understand that um, there would be bipartisan rejection of any attempt uh, to vilify, demonize, or engage in other reprisals against our witnesses and people who are telling the truth from their perspective. All right. Uh, well, ball, ball is in your court, Mr. Raskin. The uh, ranking member, representative Democrat from Maryland, uh, your, your witness is, is definitely being uh, uh, subject to retribution. You know, I, I yeah, I mean, look, again, whether the guy's a, a nutcase or not, they are coming after him, which to me says probably not a nutcase. Also, can I just say, I would say something uh, about, you know, I don't, I'm not going to get on a soapbox literally, but figuratively, maybe to some extent, uh, that that people in the military who suffer from PTSD and people in any walk of life who, who suffer from traumatic events and the accompanying uh, post-traumatic stress disorder or symptoms that they have a, as a result, uh, it, it does not turn you into a lunatic who makes shit up. Again, I'm not saying that everything David Grush says should be taken to the bank. I'm just saying that uh, ha having PTSD being treated uh, by mental health professionals is, is really not something that goes hand in hand with fucking lying all the time about UFOs to Congress under oath. Yeah, the, uh, the stigma actually kind of makes me sick to be honest, the fact that they feel that bringing up this information should discredit him. Uh, it really should be of, of no consequence. The guy fought in battles that, uh, well, you know, maybe some of you listening have, have fought in such battles because I know some of our followers on Instagram are uh, distinguished men and women of service. So you may know, and, and 
I can only assume that you probably uh, would uh, understand what uh, David Grush went through. So anyway, I'm, uh, enough about that. It just that that it pisses me off that they're going to going to use that. You know, I don't know. Catch him in, in a hotel with some hookers or something and then start telling me that. Well, I mean, even that's not going to make you lie about UFOs, I don't think. But let, I getting on with it, getting on with it. Just trying just trying to lighten it up a little bit and also make a point. All right, all right. So this uh, upcoming exchange is uh, between uh, Jared Moskowitz, uh, one of the representatives from Florida. I don't know which the Democrat or Republican. There were a couple of each, and uh, David Grush about uh, black box programs, which have always been said to exist in UFOs, and uh, how they are not accounted for. Let's hear that. Do you have knowledge, or do you have reason to believe that there are programs in the advanced tech space that are unsanctioned? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. And, and when you say that they're above congressional oversight, what do you mean? A uh, complicated question. Uh, so there's, you know, some, I would call it abuse here. So congressional oversight of conventional spe special access programs, so I'll use Title 10, so DOD as an example, right? So 10 U.S. Code Section 119 discusses congressional oversight of SAPs, discusses uh, the, the DEPSECDEF's ability to waive Congressional reporting. However, the Gang of Eight is at least supposed to be notified if a you know a waived or waived bigoted unacknowledged SAP is uh, created, and that's public law. Well, so that how does uh, I mean I don't want to cut you off, but yeah. how does a program like that get funded? I will give you generalities. I can get very specific in a closed session, uh, but a mis misappropriation of funds and uh, does that mean that does that mean that there is money in the budget that is said to go to a program, but it doesn't, and it goes to something else? Yes, I have specific knowledge of that. Yep. Do you think U.S. corporations are over overcharging for certain tech they're selling to the U.S. government, and that additional money is going to programs? Correct, through something called IRAD. IRAD is uh, Independent Research and Development, and that comes from the National Defense Industrial Association, which might as well be called the Military Industrial Complex, for the love of God, right? I mean, on their own website, they say, Independent Research and Development, IRAD, is an allowable cost that allows companies, companies, not government companies, to initiate and conduct research and development projects of potential interest to the Department of Defense and is reimbursed through overhead cost rates. I don't know about you, but that kind of mumbo jumbo is it's right on their website. So when uh, David Grush is talking about that and uh, and the congressman is asking him about, you know, programs that are misappropriation of funds and everything they they, they they go they go right to this to this shit this uh the military industrial complex association.com essentially all right let's get to the goddamn aliens mr garush in your sworn testimony you state that the united states government has retrieved supposedly extraterrestrial spacecraft and other uap related artifacts you go so far as to state that the U.S. is in possession of, quote, non-human spacecraft, end quote, and that some of these artifacts have circulated with defense contractors. Several other former military and intelligence officials have come forward with similar allegations, albeit in non-public settings. However, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, the director of AARO previously testified before Congress 
that there has been, and I quote, no credible evidence thus far of extraterrestrial activity or of, quote, off-world technology brought to the attention of the office. To your knowledge, is that statement correct? It's not accurate. I believe Dr. Kirkpatrick um, mentioned he had about 30 individuals that have come to Arrow thus far. A few of those individuals have also come to Arrow that I also interviewed, okay. and I know what they provided Dr. Kirkpatrick and, and their team. Okay. All right, so this woman, uh, Virginia Fox, cuts him off as he's answering about Sean Kirkpatrick and the AARO. Um, and then she goes on and on about the, the the Chinese spy balloon and stuff. And and she talks about, you know, wanting transparency and all that, but she doesn't let him finish about uh, Sean Kirkpatrick. Now, Sean Kirkpatrick um, leads the Pentagon's AARO, All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. Now, I did a whole episode about this uh, several months ago, where this is an office that the Pentagon created for themselves, for their own use, essentially as a slap in the face to Congress when Congress was pushing and pushing to get more UAP transparency from the Department of Defense. So they created this office, they put this guy in charge, Kirkpatrick, and uh, this other woman, Sue Goff, who, who's uh, one of the leading people in the Pentagon, and they have both come out after this testimony and said that it was insulting and that there's no evidence of any of this and, and they don't appreciate it and it's not true and all that stuff. So he was beginning to uh, debunk Kirkpatrick's claims that they have no evidence of, of these, these things and that, you know, AARO and in fact does know then and, and he has talked to people there. Uh, but he he doesn't he doesn't get anywhere with that in this particular congressional hearing. Now, there's more that it will supposedly happen behind closed doors. There's a lot of times, you know, skip, skipping through tons of this to to give you just some of the important points, where uh, David Grush talks about I can't I can't say that in an open session. I can't say that in an open session because he's talking about top secret things. So. But uh, that, yeah, that Kirkpatrick AARO is a Pentagon office and it is not part of, the, you know, the UAP task force and the things that Congress put together to actually find out about UFOs. All right, so uh, we're going to get back into the defense contractor thing again for, for a moment. Because uh, going back to Bob Lazar for, for a moment, uh, and the reason I, I like to go back to him is because I, I like the fact that, uh, you know, 35, 34 years later, uh, so much of what he said is being repeated in uh, high level government hearings and things like that. Um, and that is what I talked about, that creepy website with the with the IRAD programs, the uh, research and development, uh, black, bo black budget, black box stuff. Uh, at one point in this testimony, uh, Ryan Graves talks about the, the football field-sized craft that was spotted and that uh, it was mentioned that Boeing, the, the uh, defense contractor, was sort of in on this. And he didn't have direct knowledge of it, but it was told to him by, by an eyewitness. So uh, in a follow-up to that later on in the hearing, uh, the, the very polarizing, but let's just put that aside for this, please. Uh, AOC uh, has some questions regarding IRAD 
you know, black box budget programs, defense contractors, and what they do with them. And, and again, the, the Bob Lazar thing, reason I brought him up was because he always said these things went through defense contractors. You know, that was sort of, it's like, it's like money laundering. You, know, you launder these UFO programs through defense contractors. And it reminds me of when Edward Snowden was bragging about how he didn't find anything about UFOs in the government databases that he was able to hack or whatever. And uh, I, I probably said this on the show before. So what? What the fuck makes you think that they were there? You know, D despite how many skeleton keys you had to unlock different boxes, you know, these things are, are at least claimed to by so many of the whistleblowers who have talked about them. They get laundered through these defense contracts, through these IRAD programs. And uh, again, so I, like I said, you know, please, please don't, don't lose your mind, whether you love her or hate her that AOC is going to speak for a moment. IRED is literally internal to the contractor. Mm -hmm. So as long as it's money, either profits, private investment, et cetera, and they to, can do whatever they want. To put a yeah. finer point on yeah. it, when there is a requirement for any agency or company to notify, or any agency to notify Congress, do they contact the chairman of a committee? Do they get them on the phone specifically? Is this through an email to hypothetically a dead email box? Uh, a lot of it comes through what they call the PPR, periodic program review process. Mm -hmm. If it's a, you know, a SAP or controlled access program equity, and then those go to the specific committees, whether it be the SAS, CASC, okay. HISI. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I apologize. I, I just, my time is limited. Um, for the record, if you were me, where would you look? Titles, programs, departments, regions, if you could just name anything. Um, and I put that as an open question to the three of you. I'd be happy to give you that in a closed environment. I can tell you specifically. Thank you. Um, Commander Fravor. And I would say, and I've told people that you, you have to know where to look. They're not going to divulge it to you because of the classification levels. But if you know where to look and who to talk to, which is exactly what Mr. Grush can point you, then you, then you have them. Okay. Okay, so I, I don't know what the deal is with these closed door meetings, if when they're happening, how they're going to happen. Obviously, when David Grush uh, filed his initial complaint uh, with the uh, intelligence office, he, he it, it divulged all of these things because the, the, those are, that's a private, a private testimony, but a sworn testimony. And he's not, he's not doing it in this hearing because it's classified. But I'm really hoping that uh, before he's completely fucking discredited by whomever's uh, trying to do so, that he is able to at least tell these these Congress members all of these details, where to look. Uh, you know, as David Fravor is the second guy who who's spoke in that clip, says, you know, if you know where to look, then then you've got him. Now, uh, there, again, not a, there's a lot of those types of answers where you can't give like super specific information. Probably the biggest bombshells that he threw out there were in that interview that I played at the beginning, the News Nation interview. And he refers to that several times in this testimony. All right, let's get to the big, uh, sexy section of clips that uh, ha have been on a lot of the news programs. Um, and I'm going to play you the full exchange, unedited, um, between uh, Eric Burleson from Missouri 
and uh, David Grush, where they he's, they're going to talk about all the all the stuff, all the, the interdimensional, the dead alien bodies, the spaceships, the the, the disturbing things that uh, have been witnessed. None of which are are going to be specific. Spoiler alert! But uh, this that's what was talked about, and uh, this has been chopped up and sliced up into like little ten second clips and everything, and thrown all over the place. But here's the full exchange. It takes a few minutes, but uh, it's all good stuff. So enjoy this. I did. At one point, you had said that there there there, there uh, has been harmful activity or aggressive activity. Has any of the activity? Um, been aggressive, been um, hostile in your reports? Uh, I know of multiple colleagues of mine that got physically injured. And uh, the activity... And I gotta, by, by UAPs or by, by people within the, the federal government? Both. Okay, yeah. so yeah. there has been activity by, by alien or non, non-human technology and or beings that has caused harm to humans? Uh, I can't get into the specifics in an open environment, but at least the activity that I personally witnessed, and I have to be very careful here, uh, because you don't, you know, they tell you never to acknowledge tradecraft, right? So what I personally witnessed myself and my wife was very disturbing. Okay. Um, One of my constituents actually sent this next question, and I figured, I'd ask it since I had the same thought. You've said that the U.S. has intact spacecraft. You said that the government has alien bodies or alien species. Have you seen? Have you have you seen the spacecraft? I have to be careful to describe what I've seen uh, firsthand and not in this environment. But I, I could answer that question behind behind closed doors. Yeah. And have you seen any of the bodies? That's something I've I've not. I witnessed myself. Okay. And so with that being said, you know, and the other, other statement that has been made that was intriguing to me because, and it's intriguing because my, my view has been that we are billions of light years away from any, any other system. And the concept that an alien species that's technologically advanced enough to travel billions of light years gets here and somehow is incompetent enough to not survive Earth or crashes is is something that I find a little bit far fetched. And with that being said, you have mentioned that there's interdimensional p- potential. Could you expound on that? Oh yeah, to answer your first question, and you know I'm here as a fact witness and expert, but I, I will give you a, a theoretical framework at least to work off to kind of espouse uh, crashes. Uh, regardless of uh, you know your level of sentience, right? You know planes crash, cars crash. N number of sorties, however high, a small percentage are going to end in you know mission failure, if you will, as we say in the, in the Air Force. Uh, and then in terms of uh, multidimensionality, that kind of thing, the, the framework uh, that I'm familiar with, for example, is something called the holographic principle. Uh, both uh, it's, It derives itself from general relativity and uh, quantum mechanics. And that is, if you want to imagine a 3D object such as yourself casting a shadow onto a 2D surface, uh, that's the holographic principle. So you can be projected, quasi-projected from higher dimensional space to lower dimensional. It's a scientific trope that you can actually cross, literally, as far as I understand, but there's probably guys of PhDs that we could probably but, argue about that. But you have yeah. not seen any documentation that that's what's occurring. Uh, only a theoretical framework discussion. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. 
Occam's razor is that this, these aircraft, um, have they been identified that they are being produced by, by domestic um, you know, military and, um, contractors? Is there any evidence that that's what's being recovered? Uh, not to my knowledge, plus the recoveries predate a lot of our advanced programs that I previously am witting of. So, um, Would it be safe to say that there could be a scenario today where you have um, an aircraft that crashes and it, because it's been involved in one program from one federal agency, and the, but, the, but the agency that retrieves it does, is not aware of that program, and to them it, it appears alien in origin? I mean, that's a hypothetical situation. I'm not aware of any uh, historical situation that would match that that you described. So You're not aware? It has not happened that you're aware of? That I'm aware of. I think you've, you've, you've heard enough from the, from the testimony. There's not much else uh, that's as uh, meaty and chewy as that last uh, section of conversation that you heard. It brings to mind this, some of the debunking that's gone on after. Never minding the the fucking Pentagon themselves and this uh, publication that's that's publishing these medical reports and everything. The the people I talked about in the beginning, Neil deGrasse, uh, he he wrote something on Facebook about, oh, it's so interesting that all these pictures of of UFOs are always blurry and grainy. Are the actual UFOs blurry and grainy? Is that the case? Because that would be disturbing and. Why are they such pals with the U.S. Navy? Because, well, that would be cute. Uh, Neil, you're you're supposed to be a fucking scientist. And not like a botanist or a fucking, uh, you know. (laughs) I don't even want, I don't want to edit because that guy, what a brilliant mind wasted so much of the time when it comes to aliens. The fact that he said that, and that he's not like, okay, okay, let, let's, let's answer his questions. Why are, they, why are the pictures blurry and fuzzy? Well, uh, because they, these things move very fast. And the fact that in the instance of the Tic Tac video, the fact that they were even captured on radar, the fact that the radar was able to lock onto that thing was had the uh, the radar guys cheering. If you've seen that video, you can hear them cheering that they've locked onto it. It's that hard to just get a hold of it. Uh, let alone get, you know, and, and that's a radar. That's not a high resolution camera. The fact that these things aren't captured with high resolution cameras uh, delivering the perfect Roland Emmerich portrait of a UFO to be delivered to Neil deGrasse Tyson is really no is of no consequence to the to the situation that we're talking about. If you watch The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, they literally, they use so much different equipment, really expensive equipment operated by the top people in their fields on that show that they catch numerous times things that are literally not visible to the naked eye. With uh, thermal imaging, with a video camera that is recording at 2000 frames per second that is that captures things that they did not see and would never have seen with their eyes or with a fucking iPhone or with even a a, a military radar. To put it into context, the fastest frame rate uh, 
that your iPhone can record at is 200 frames per second for slow-mo. Times 10 is what this thing was shooting in real time, not slow-mo, uh, at the Skinwalker Ranch. So the idea that we don't, you know, we don't have pictures of these things, yeah, because like they don't just fuck it. If you if they if they were hovering around the White House lawn, yeah, yes, we would have the pictures, and it wouldn't we wouldn't be having a discussion about pictures. We would be having a discussion about there's aliens on the White House lawn. And his and his next question is a little funny joke about them piling around with the Navy. Uh, maybe that's because they're in the sky, which is where the Navy pilots are also in the sky. So they're a little closer. Like, why do all these letters addressed to Neil deGrasse Tyson keep coming to my house? <laughs> because... Why are these UFOs, these things that unidentified aerial phenomenon, keep getting spotted by people in the air? Because it's not just the U.S. Navy. It's also commercial airline pilots. The uh, representative uh, Burchett, who I played earlier, talks about just trying to get legislation passed so that commercial airline pilots will report UFOs. I've done shows where I've played clips of commercial airline pilots screaming about seeing UFOs. So it's it's not the Navy, Neil. It's, it's people that are in the sky because these things are unidentified aerial phenomenon. They are unidentified flying objects. They're not unidentified uh, objects that are going to pose in front of a green screen for Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh, satisfaction. Another uh, debunker was uh, our good old friend, and he is a friend of the show, Seth Shostak, uh, who said that, uh, you know, basically just trotted out the old cliche about extraordinary claims uh, require extraordinary evidence and there's, there's, there's no evidence. Well, I mean, there's evidence, there's, I guess, ex extraordinary evidence in his case, and I've talked about this enough times, I don't want to get too deep into it again, but extraordinary evidence in the case of guys like that they they just mean they want literal proof they want a dead alien or or a spaceship in front of them because eyewitness testimony at the highest levels of government um you know whistleblower protections a, a guy like david grush who you know whether you think he's a nut or not uh is like he does have a degree in physics. He was an Air Force intelligence officer. He did have the highest levels of clearance available. All of those things are true. All of those things are true. If not, he would not be sitting on a congressional hearing with two highly respected Navy pilots who have, who have also seen UAP and who have also talked to people who know more about UAP. The last debunker and the one I'll let off the hook because of who he is, is Bill Shatner. Now, William Shatner can say whatever he wants, as far as I'm concerned. He could walk into my house, steal everything out of my refrigerator, tell me to go fuck myself, and I would say, thank you, Mr. Shatner, may I have another? But uh, he did say, um, and this one, this one I'll quote so that I can just give you a really bad William Shatner before we, we finish off here. Quote, yeah, he thought this, the whole thing was ridiculous. You mean some highly intelligent being goes... 10,000 light years with advanced technology arrives here and hides. It doesn't make any sense. If they're going to make that journey all the way here, it beggars the imagination that they would hide and make it like peekaboo. 
I'm here. No, I'm not. Really bad, William Shatner, but you uh, you can't you know tell a William Shatner quote without doing your worst Shatner. Uh, but first of all, you know, ten thousand light years <laughs> that that would be a fucking cakewalk. I wish. And then he says, it doesn't make any sense if they make that journey all the way here. It beggars the imagination that they would hide and make it like peekaboo. I'm here. No, I'm not. I don't know that they're playing peekaboo, uh, Mr. Shatner. I will call you Mr. Shatner. Uh, I, I think it's more a case of like, you know, if you are, again, I my belief that is if, if this is true and they are visiting, it probably mostly has to do with if they're if they're looking at anything that we're doing, it most likely is the nuclear thing, because, you know, we can think about nuclear weapons and our, and our own destruction. But if you think about what we, we have no idea what kind of interstellar issues that would cause, like what what does the Earth exploding from a nuclear from an all out, you know, uh, nuclear war mutually assured destruction war what does that do to the rest of space or even the interdimensional uh, wormholes that may exist here on earth right at the skinwalker ranch they may be more concerned with that you know maybe they're just looking out for their own well-being maybe they don't really care if we see them or not if you were going to explore something and like a mouse saw you do you give a fuck that the mouse saw you or didn't see you and whether he goes and like starts tweeting to uh, to the other mice and they don't believe him. Like, what do you care? You're not there for him or her, the mouse. You're there for whatever you're there for. And uh, so to me, I, I, the, the, the whole idea that they give a shit what we think has always been kind of laughable. But going back to the nuclear thing and uh, having seen Oppenheimer recently, you know, spoiler alert, they, they come to a point where they realize that there is a small but actual chance that just by doing the trinity test just by testing the atomic bomb they could actually set fire to the atmosphere of the earth which would cause a chain reaction be unstoppable and destroy the entire planet and they did it anyway but there was a there, it was next to zero but there was a chance which suggests that just there was a chance of that happening just from testing what in the scope of today's nuclear capability, the Trinity test is fucking nothing. You're, that's lighting a match compared to what we can do now. So would aliens not be uh, somewhat concerned about us igniting all these things? Seems to me very reasonable. If you were to think, if you were just, you know, for the sake of argument, why are they here? Well, yeah, they're looking out for themselves. They don't want us to blow up their shit. They really don't care about us destroying ourselves, they just don't want us to blow up them. Now, obviously, this is total speculation. Complete speculation on my part, I'm just saying. Why are they palling around with the, the Navy? Well, they're not really palling around with the Navy. They're just uh, at nuclear bases. But that about sums up what has happened with David Grush. I mean, look, he's made a lot of claims in his interview. He also talked about, about the Roswell case. He said that, uh, you know, he, that it was the, the the last closed book thing that the Air Force came out with on Roswell was uh, in, I think, 1994. 
when they came out with their 1997, when they came out with their famous case closed book. And, uh, you know, he said that it's ridiculous, um, which I, I have also said and most people have said as well. But it, it kind of put the case to bed until things like this started happening, which has opened up Roswell as another possibility. He also said that uh, Mussolini and uh, you know his gang back in the day, the 30s, kept track of, of UFOs and that the Vatican knew about UFOs. All things that we've, we've heard before, but this is coming from a guy who claims to have been briefed by individuals, seen documents, you know, obviously people that aren't going to show up at a congressional hearing, but maybe would possibly testify under some circumstance, maybe behind closed doors, if everyone who testifies doesn't get harassed or harmed. He even said in that clip that I, that I played, the last clip I played, that uh, he has seen people harmed um, because of alien activity and government and government. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. It, uh, you know, it, the only time will tell. And I mean, we've learned a lot just in the last couple of weeks. I mean, there's, if I had done this podcast the day of that thing or the next day, you know, 20%, 25% of what I've been able to talk about in this wouldn't have even happened yet. So who knows what will happen in the coming months? All I can say is when they intimidate whistleblowers like this, which they're doing, clearly they were doing before, which is why he filed his complaint. And then uh, Mr. Burchett, the representative, talked about all the pushback they got. Now we're seeing even more releasing of records, medical records, trying to discredit him as a lunatic. It, it does not take a fucking genius to say, if I am a guy who has actually seen an alien, a dead alien, or I have handled pieces of what I know to be specifically without a shadow of a doubt, alien craft, and I work for Boeing or something, or I, I work for the, uh, that, uh, was that crazy company that I talked about earlier? Uh, the military industrial complex company with the with their uh, IRAD programs? The fuck am I going to go talking for? I'm not going to be a stool pigeon. I'm not going to start flapping my gums and spilling my guts. Because look what's going to happen. At the very least, I'm going to get roasted like this guy's getting roasted. At the very least. And, you know, it could be completely worse than that. It's not easy being a whistleblower. Just ask Bob Lazar. It's taken 30 plus years for at least some people to start believing that that guy was not completely full of shit. Is David Grush completely full of shit? Yeah, that's, I'll, I'll let you decide based on what you've heard and uh, anything else that you, you read about the subject. I will tell you what my opinion is. I, I don't know. I don't think he's completely full of shit though. What I think is, and I will wrap it up with this because I, I, I've said this many times about any time someone comes across documents and stuff about aliens. Don't know where those things come from and if they are any sort of misdirection. And you know what? Why not just finish it with Bob Lazar? Because he is kind of, he's one of the fathers of all this type of stuff. He's, he said that when he was brought to Area 51, he was shown a bunch of documents that 
showed alien beings and they showed other bizarre government programs that they were working on and, and secret things. And he said, you know, he still doesn't know to this day like if that was some sort of test or if they were really just letting him see all that stuff so that he would know what they were working on. And with David Grush, is he running into the same type of things? It is a fucking mystery wrapped in an enigma, stuffed into a Pandora's box, shoved into the body of Maximilian from the movie The Black Hole. That's all I can tell you. I don't know anything else. But I do appreciate that you listened. I hope that you enjoyed uh, the, the breakdown, a deep dive, a deep dive into that congressional hearing. Not just a, a quick, you know, soundbite and a couple of clickbait lines, but some actual substance. I hope you, you feel that you have received that and that I have provided that to you. If so, I have done a service of which I am proud. And I thank you for your time. We'll see you soon. We're going to talk Star Wars, Ahsoka, uh, Skinwalker Ranch show coming up soon too. Because uh, a lot of fun stuff as usual with those dudes out there in, the, uh, in that Utah basin. Until then, cue the hot chick. Pop talk and aliens. Hello there. Uh, first time ever, I think, in the history of the show. Maybe not. I don't know. Probably. That I have to add a quick postscript as I was editing this episode. Uh, Representative Tim Burchett, you know, the guy with the cowboy hat, doesn't actually wear a cowboy hat, like I said, but in his heart, he's always wearing a cowboy hat. He tweeted out today, August 10th, as I'm editing, recorded on August 9th. Uh, Tell me who illegally leaked Grush's health records and I will bust their ass. Pop Talk and Aliens, the William Clear podcast.